Bless the Lord. 2023 is just around the corner. And uh, when we lived in Russia, uh, they would always, they followed the uh, Chinese calendar in their whatever it was. I don't know if it's horoscopes or whatever, but they would say this year is the year of the goat or the year of the snake or all of that. And as I was in prayer this morning, I was, uh, I heard 2023 is the year of your at. And I thought about cat, and that threw me into Russia, thinking, oh, the year of the cat and stuff. So anyway, but 2023 is the year of your at. And what that means is it's not just about what the Lord is doing here geographically, what the Lord is doing here corporately, but 2023 is the year of breakthrough in your at. 2023 is when Jesus breaks out where you are. Are. And he takes situations that right now seem bad and he turns them into situations that declare his glory. We are crossing over as a generation, as a corporate church and as individuals crossing over into your promises lands and you can begin to declare this year we are coming through. We are coming into what the Lord has for us. I will see the breakthrough in my family. I will see the breakthrough in my marriage. I will see the breakthrough among my neighbors. I will see the breakthrough among my grandkids. I will see the breakthrough and you begin to declare what the Lord has said to your at. You need to declare what the Lord is saying so that you believe it and you align yourself with what the Lord is saying and you begin to walk out in faith what he has spoken to your heart. 2023 is for the year for you to enter into the promised land of your at and carry in what the Lord wants to do where you are. It is my responsibility to lead this church into what the Lord has for us corporately. It is your responsibility to hear the Lord and lead in that area in your individual lives what the Lord's will is for your life. So you must first hear the Lord and have eyes and set aside anything that is keeping you from being able to see what the Lord is saying. It may be pain, it may be mourning, it may be guilt, it may be idle shame, whatever it is, it's time to set it aside and say we are crossing the Jordan in our families, we are coming into the season of the promise of the Lord and we're declaring it over our lives that the Lord's will will be done right here where we stand. And if you need to do that in your living room, then do it in your living room. If you need to do it at your work, then do it at your work. Stomp your feet and say, no more, Satan. My ad belongs to Jesus. I am here and I am bringing and carrying Jesus into this. I am bringing the ark. The ark has crossed over the Jordan with me into the promised land. It belongs here. I don't leave the ark and cross over myself alone. I bring the presence of the Lord with me. And where the presence of the Lord is, there is Get this in you. This is the word of the Lord for you. This is the word of the Lord for you. This is the word of the Lord for you, Augusta. This is the word of the Lord for you. This is the word of the Lord for you, Heather. This is the word of the Lord for you. This is the word of the Lord for you. This is the word of the Lord for you. This is the word. It's for each of you. Grab a hold of it. Write it on your mirrors and lipstick if you need to. 
dry erase marker or something. I don't care. Ruin your mirror if you need to. Draw on it so that you see it and you declare it. This is what the Lord has said to us today. This will be the year. And begin to pray it and fight for it and declare it. Isaiah 54 is, a, is, is like my, my chapter. The Lord would wake me up at 54 in the middle of the night, like 2014, 2015, 2016, like constantly. It was like, dude, look at this. Pay attention to 54. Pay atten-. And so then I was like, okay, what, Lord, as I'm doing this? And I figured out it was Isaiah 54, and then he would begin to remind me. And you don't know how many times people walk up to me and quote to me, the Lord says, and they begin to quote Isaiah 54, verse 2, or verse 1, or verse 3, be strong and courageous, or expand your tent, or sing, O mournful one, break forth into singing, you have not been barren, break forth into singing and cry aloud, for the children of the, of the, the, uh, the barren will be more than those who have, getting myself too excited, I can't quote it right. I had it again this morning, Isaiah 54 quoted to me. I'm going to encourage you. Isaiah 54 is for you guys. It is this verse that the Lord is sending us out, no matter what's been in the past, no matter what the devil has done in our lives in the past, this is what the Lord declares. You've got to see it for yourself individually. You have to see that. And if you're not hearing, then say, Lord, send somebody to tell me what the vision is. Bring the prophet, if you need to, Lord, to tell me what the vision is. Like the one guy who was with, was it Elisha? And he looked up and he, and he said, Lord, open his eyes. Elisha did. And he looked up and he saw the armies of the Lord. Lord, bring me the word so that I see what you are saying so that I can begin to agree with it and declare it over in the barren land that I'm in right now so that my at gets full of the presence of the Lord and becomes the promised land that you called it to be. And then fight for it. Because, you know, the enemy just doesn't bow down when you, when you declare this is what the Lord said. The enemy just doesn't go, oh, darn, they've heard the Lord, now I'm going to give up. The enemy will throw everything at you to try to get you to get discouraged and give up. And the only person who can fight for your at is you. But you know what? Jesus has placed you there and Jesus says, I am big enough in you. Grab a hold of me and I'll do the fighting. You just got to grab a hold of me. But I've got vision. I can declare it. I can walk it out with you. Just hang on to me. This is what the Lord has for you. 2023 is the year of your at get the vision write it down and run with it says the lord i just really feel like the lord's going to take that situation guys youngs and he is going to do uh, right now it's it's a very uh, difficult mournful situation but the lord is going to flip it and it's going to be such a testimony of the faithfulness and the goodness of the lord i just speak that over you healing on your hearts and breakthrough in this area Amen. So let me begin in Luke because we're sort of in a series. And then I will jump into what the Lord has to say. Luke chapter 2 is where we are. Luke 2.10. Yeah, Luke 2.10. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. 
Speak, Lord. Luke 2.10, you know, the, the, uh, the shepherds are out there. Just, they're just normal guys in their normal lives. And the Lord meets them. We talked about last week. The Lord came into where they were. He came into their at, and he spoke to them. And he says to them in verse 10, the angel declares to them, uh, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. We talked about last week that it was good news for their at. Not just a corporate good news, but a good news specifically to them where they are. Today we're talking about the fact that it's great joy. Great joy. It's very specific to you, and it's a declaration of the Lord to where you are, and it's a declaration of great joy. Now, joy is a unique word in the Bible because uh, it's maybe different sometimes than the way we imagine it and uh, how it's walked out. The message of great joy from the Lord is a message of Jesus in your life. Isaiah 54 is the expansion of Jesus in your life. The expansion of the tent in Isaiah 54 is the expansion of Jesus. Jesus is the tabernacle. Jesus is the tent in you. So it's the expansion of Jesus. So great joy is Jesus in your life. And the way you walk out that joy in greater and greater measure is understanding and getting an eyes for what the Lord has to do and recognizing how the enemy steals what the Lord has for you. So, turn over with me to Psalms 23. I'm sure you know this verse. Psalms 23 is, the Lord is my shepherd. Verse 5 there, this is uh, where Jesus says, I will prepare a table before him in the presence of his enemies. David here writes, the Lord has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil and my cup runneth over. So the table is prepared right where you are. This isn't the table. This is a corporate dining hall, but the table is where you live your life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That's where the table is. And the Lord Jesus right there brings you a table of joy in the midst of your enemies. This is where the attitude shift has to change. Oftentimes we look for the joy as escaping from the enemy. If I can just get away from my problems, get away from the interaction of the enemy, get away from all that Satan wants to do in my life, then I will have joy. Jesus says here, what I do is I come into where you are and I prepare this beautiful table right to, next to where the enemy's standing. And the reason I do that is because I like to shove it in his face that I am bigger, badder, and greater than he is. Badder in the sense of oof, not badder in the sense of evil. Modern, modern sign. I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. So you're sitting there eating of the Lord's table. You've had the vision of what the Lord has for you. Your cup is running over. Your head is anointed. You're right there in the victory of the Lord's table. And the enemy is right here trying to dissuade you from eating. 
trying to get you to turn away from the Lord's table, trying to get you to move out of the way and let him sit down so that he can consume or eat your lunch, as I like to say. And he uses different tactics to steal from you the blessings that the Lord has for you in your act. And he's pretty good at it, guys. But the joy of the Lord is when we begin to see and understand how Jesus uses these to build himself in us and we begin to rise up into who we are and come into the victory of who we are and it breaks down the power of the enemy in these areas so that the enemy no longer can consume and steal or kill your blessing but you walk in and manifest and live in the blessings of Jesus and you begin to share it to all those around you. The table is there. The table is there because it is maturity. The table of the Lord Jesus is grace. And grace is maturity. Remember when Paul said, Lord, deliver me from the mess that I'm in, whatever that mess was. Deliver me from it, Lord. Three times I asked the Lord to deliver me from this. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. The table I've set before you, where you are right now, is sufficient to meet every need that you have. It's your faith level hasn't reached, your trust level hasn't reached, the enemy's eating your lunch, he's tricking you, he's lying to you, he's deceiving you, he's stealing from you, and you're giving in to it. So just keep your eyes on me. Don't let him eat your lunch. Don't let the bully steal your lunch money. And this is how you fight him. You stand your ground. No. And you stand your ground, and you stand your ground, and you stand your ground until it works. And you declare who the Lord is. Because the Lord is who he says he is. And the devil comes in and he goes, well, you know, he really isn't. Haven't you heard it said, he's not quite as good as, as he says he is. He says he's good, but... And we go, wow, we push back from the table and go, yeah, you know what, Satan, you're, you're right. What about that time? What about right now in this struggle? Where's God? Why isn't he faithful? And we hear that accusation and we push back from the table and Satan just sits there, his little demons just sit there and start eating all the good food the Lord has for us. We're like, hey, wait a second, that's my curry rice. Why am I letting him eat it? That's the first step to maturity is, okay, I'm taking responsibility. I'm not a victim. I'm taking responsibility. I'm a son. Maturity is, okay, I'm making a choice to push back from the table. I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't like that. I don't like the enemy eating my roast beef. I'm going to eat it. The Lord gave that to me. I want that. And you begin to take that in maturity. That's where the joy comes in. Because you begin to walk in the fullness, joy liberates. Uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
we come into that, oh, we get a revelation of Jesus. I don't have to do this. I can rest in Jesus in this. This is mine. This is my gift to me. I mean, his gift to me. He is good. I receive this. We begin to believe what the Lord says. Like in Zephaniah 3, verse 16. This is one of the great 316s of the Bible. Zephaniah 3.16, On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. That's a good meal. That's a good meal the Lord has set there. And if you can't read that and go, yes, Lord, then the enemy's right now eating your lunch. He's lying to you. He's stealing from you. And I can declare to you this morning, that's not the intention of the Lord. And so it's recognizing how the enemy is getting in front of you to eat your food instead of being behind you where he exists, supposed to be. Because you're talking to Jesus sitting at the table. And you recognize that, and then you begin to take steps of faith, steps of patience, steps of declaration, steps of resting. Whatever it is, you begin to, take, begin to move toward staying at the table. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, I brought out my really old Bible. This Bible I got in 1992 right before I left for the mission field, and it is just full of writing, you know. It's a big old Bible. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the protect, perfecter or the maturer of our faith. See, that's the, the joy part, guys. He's bringing greater and greater joy in your life by bringing you into maturity. And part of that is just honestly dealing with where you are, who you are, what you believe, your immaturity, because that's what he, he loves you enough to tap your little bottoms and say, okay, enough of that whining. I said no, you know, or trust me, or you don't want that candy. I've got a piece of pie over here for you that's far better than that stupid piece of, of, of candy. So he says, he's a perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That first thing that we endure are the trials and the difficulties. The enemy uses those to try to dissuade us that the table is worth it. We go through difficult times. He throws things in front of us. It's like when you're riding your bike as a kid and the, the kid next to you sticks a stick in your, in your wheel as you're going and trips you up. The enemy does things like that to try to get you discouraged so that you give up. If you're in the place of discouragement right now, let me speak, the Lord is not done. Oh my, the Lord is not done. And you'll look back to this day and you'll go, thank you, Jesus, I didn't give up that I trusted you because you're faithful and now I get to shove it in the enemy's face. I get to sit here and enjoy this meal and he's back there somewhere. I don't even care where he is because I'm looking at you, Jesus, and you're the joy in my life. I see your faithfulness.
The enemy at one time was right here because I had pushed back from the table and he was telling me how big he was and how mean he was and how bad he was. But Jesus, you defeated him. You defeated him, Jesus. And I'll keep my eyes on you. Another thing that the enemy does that he shoves in front of us to try to get us to go back from the table is ourselves. James chapter 1, verse 2. There's a lot of twos here. 1, 2, 12, 2, 10. Yeah, 2, 2 will hit next. James 1, 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various temptations and trials because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I know we want, uh, man, I wish I could just jump forward into maturity. It'd be great. And not have to go through uh, how my immaturity brings trials, tribulations, and temptations into my life. So when you're struggling and the enemy goes, well, you ain't worthy. You're a failure. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve that table because you screwed up and you know it. If Jesus only knew, which is a stupid statement because Jesus does know, but all that the enemy says, you're not worthy of the blessing. This is where you say, you know what? He declared me worthy. And if he set this table in front of me, I'm just going to sit there at the table and let him take care of my unworthiness. I'm going to receive his blessing and his love. If there's something in your heart that's holding you back, then repent. Just say, Jesus, please forgive me for being stupid. Please forgive me for chewing on that month-old Twinkie instead of having what you gave me, Lord. I repent of that. I set it aside. I don't want that. I declare. I, I really don't want that. Lord, I don't want to worship at that altar. I want to worship you because you're worthy. And get it right. Don't sit there and beat yourself because that's all the enemy's doing is he's eating your lunch while you're beating yourself up over here for something that the blood of Jesus took care of. Get it under the blood of Jesus. Get back into the presence of Jesus. Let him love on you. Amen? See, the enemy wants us to pull back from the table because every time we do and the longer we stay back here, then Jesus isn't and can't work in our at. Because we're the light that brings Jesus into our at. So as long as he can keep us disengaged and broken and frustrated and, and condemned, then we can't show forth and bring victory to those around us. So he fights us like crazy to try to get his eye, our eyes on ourselves or offended at God or offended at others and to pull back away from the table. And Jesus says, I, I'm not mad. Isaiah 54, I think it's verse 9. I'm not mad. Just receive my blood. That's why I poured it out. Just forgive them as I forgave you. Just trust me. And come to the table... And let's have fun in your at. Will you see absolute victory this year in your at? I mean, absolute 
all heaven fall down. Some of you will. Some of you will see a percentage of it. But move forward. Don't get discouraged. Don't pull away from the table and give up on the table because you're not seeing the level that you want. Trust the Lord. Let Him bring it. And I think the biggest thing for us, maybe even right now, that we need to be wary of, any time that we gather together and begin to hear the word together and begin to stir, spur one another on into good works, the enemy comes in and does a mighty work of trying to split us. And when he does that, because if you're mad and you can't receive, then you're separate. Philippians 2.2, 2, Paul says, there it is, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, in purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourself. Love one another. Serve one another. Have patience for one another. Love your spouse the way Jesus loves your spouse. Love your kids the way Jesus loves your kids. Have hope for your family like the way Jesus has hope for your family. Have hope for your job the way Jesus has hope for your job. Have hope for your neighborhood the way Jesus has hope for your neighborhood. Be careful not to curse. This place will never change. Well, dang this place all to H-E double toothpicks. You know? I hate this place. This place sucks. I'm sick and tired of having to deal with all of this blankety blank. Well, you're confessing all the voices from behind you over your lunch and by doing that you're pushing back so we have to watch our mouths we can't listen to the enemy well you know what they think about you did you hear what they said about you do you hear look at their eyes you can tell what they really think about you you know you know how the enemy the enemy's smart he knows how to divide us. He does it. Well, just, look, just pull up any newspaper and you can see exactly how the enemy divides us. You want to see how politics works? Politics works with division to get us to hate each other because of our varying emphases. You know, if we took an elephant and we were all blindfolded and we were trying to describe the elephant, di different parts of us would describe it. No, it's completely different than the way you're describing it. You're an idiot. I'm not an idiot. You're an idiot because you think that. Well, actually, you're both describing the elephant. If you get what I mean. Don't mean to get on a tangent, but... Unity. Loving one another keeps you at the table. Have patience for one another. That doesn't mean you don't deal with things, but you deal, you deal with them out of humility. This really bothered me, and I need to express. I need to let you know I need to understand where your heart is coming from because I want unity with you. You know, we don't correct people to hit them. We don't attack people, correct them to attack them. Well, I need to let you know 
you're just dumb. And Jesus says you're dumb too, you know. We don't do that. If your heart isn't to bring unity and to connect with them, to bring healing, then you've got to watch your heart. They're not your enemies. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Work with Jesus to bring the light wherever you are. Work with Jesus. He's got a vision. You just ask him, okay, Lord, this person really uh, rattles me, really hits me wrong. You got to show me what you see because I ain't seeing it, Lord. And if I were you, I would just, you know, send them on to be with you. He'll whisper something like, you know, they said the exact same thing about you yesterday. (laughs) But the Lord has them there for a reason. There's that great verse in the book of Proverbs that says, as men sharpen men, iron is sharpened. As iron sharpens iron, so men sharpen each other. And what that person is helping you to do is to get a bigger view of Jesus, which is causing you to enjoy the table set before you more and keeping you from sliding backwards. Because the area that you're slid back is probably the area that's hitting that person and vice versa. There's fear, there's offense, there's a wound. You know, just because you have a wound that gets set off doesn't mean that person is the one that set off the wound. It's just they happen to put their finger on a spot that's tender. So if, if you have a tender spot, go to Jesus about it. Why is this spot tender? Get good, wise counsel about it. Why is this tender, Lord? Because it's probably tender for a reason. There's an area there that the enemy's eating your lunch. Something happened at some point, probably very valid, and the enemy's eating your lunch over it. You know, uh, my dad passed away. It'll be a year in February. And since he passed, you know, it forces you to begin to deal with stuff that you uh, don't want to deal with, you know, that you know's there, but you never talk about. Because our family was never a confront. Our family did the opposite. We all ran. No one confronted. No one just talked, you know. <clears throat> so I never talked to Dad. And I've always been busy, and we've lived far enough away that I never never really got in and, and confronted him, and it felt, I don't know, disrespectful of me to go in and confront, and my heart just wasn't at the place, so I never dealt with it. And then he died. And then revelation began to, as I began to think through things, you know, and I had to take things to some of my siblings and talk through some things of why was it this way, you know, why was it that, and then began to, it began to push buttons, you know, so when our siblings began to have disagreements or discussions about the estate and stuff, buttons were pushed. And it wasn't the actions of my siblings. It was the wound that was there that they just happened to be accidentally pushing against. It wasn't necessarily their actions that were wrong. And it just brought up, I had to go to the Lord and I'd say, okay, Lord, you know, what is this? And, and uh, one of them, I mean, I, I had this revelation that hit me. Uh, what was going on, and it was a deep wound. And I was back there, I think I told you guys this, I was back there and I was like, you know, what about this, God? This is like, hurts like crazy. 
And Randy Catlett had a word from him. He walked right up to me. And it was just a real simple word. But it spoke directly to the root of that wound. And I was like, okay, Lord. And since then, that was, I think, July. Since then, every time I feel this, I go, okay, yes. It was that way in my family. But that's not the way you want it, Jesus. So I declare what you say over that area. And I let go. I forgive the failings of my parents because they were just human. And I pray that my children will forgive my failings, you know. But I forgive it and I cover it with the blood of Jesus and I declare what you do. And I walk that out. And even on the way to church here this morning, I went through it again, just a little bit. It wasn't as extreme as it was back in July. It hurt like the dickens. And now I was just like, yeah. But you know, it's okay because Jesus said this. I had a word of the Lord and I spoke it over that. And so now, now I don't live out of that wound anymore. I can sit at the table. And when the enemy tries to whisper, I just say, nope, this is what Jesus says. I'm going to enjoy my steak. Because I've got steak and shrimp here. That's what I've got on my table. Really nice thick steak and some shrimp. Oh, bless the Lord. And some cafe au lait and some homemade croissants. Good food. And a piece of coconut cream pie. I'm sure your table is completely different, and that's okay. My point being, walk it out. Allow the Lord to heal so that in these areas, you don't keep replicating your wounds because you've got wounds, and then you hit someone else with your wound, and they get wounded, and it just keeps growing and growing. And before you know it, we're all just a bunch of bruises, bruised people. Jesus says, that's not what I want. I want maturity, and that's where the joy is. I can have joy in this area instead of mourning. He turns my mourning into joy because he heals this area. He covers it with what he says. I receive it by faith. I confess it by faith. Every time I feel it, I confess what Jesus says, and this area of mourning becomes an area of joy, and I can declare with you the area that it is healing almost healed in Jesus' name. This is what the Lord has for you. The enemy wants to get you distracted and kept away from the table. Jesus wants you right at the table so that you're in the midst of your at bringing his presence. The adventure course that Shay teaches, and we hope to do a seminar possibly in January, uh, like a one-day seminar, is really talking about comfortably sharing Jesus in the middle of your at how to just talk about Jesus and, and share your story in wherever you are. How to be that light comfortably and have it not be awkward and weird. And it takes practice. But it's possible to do. That's what Jesus wants. Man, he's got great plans for you, Prince. He's got great plans for you, man. Mm -hmm. I think you were named appropriately. I don't, I, I, knowing your mom, she probably did that on purpose. You know, she probably had a prophetic word and was like, hey, I'm calling him Prince because he's bringing in the presence of the Lord wherever he goes. And the Lord wants to do that more and more. So some of the difficulty that you face is as the Lord is maturing you into who he's called you to be. 
as that princely person who carries the presence of the Lord in authority and brings about the changing of nations, the righteousness. You know where, where it says that the Lord raises up a righteous leader and it's a blessing to the nation? Raises you up as a righteous leader in your nation. And nation, I mean not just uh, Nigeria. I'm talking more of everywhere you go, the influence that the Lord opens up. Just a, a priestly, princely character who brings in the Lord's will. That's what he has for you, and that's where he's moving you. And it, he's growing you into that. And you may not fully walk into that until you're 65, but he will bring you, just walk in faithfulness and learn how to do it. And each year it will become greater and greater and greater as Jesus brings more and more of his joy into your life. And that woman he gave you, uh, he gave you her to help that about. And the same way you're raising her up as that princess, that bright light of righteousness and glory. Man, such favor on you two. And such favor to shine Jesus. There's such strength there, Augusta. And the Lord is just uh, bringing it in to, to just to a very focused amount uh, to where the strength shoots very, uh, not like a fire hose just spraying everywhere, but a very refined that just brings healing. Can you imagine giving someone a shot with a fire hose? I need to get this medicine in you, you know what I mean? But when you get that little shot, even if it's that little tiny bit, it just works. Because it's a very refined, but it's very powerful. And the Lord is bringing you. And so he gave you Prince to help bring you into that. And Prince, he gave you Augusta to help bring you into and rise into the, the man he's called you to be. Be at the table. Don't let the enemy. And, and encourage one another. Hey, are, are you back from the table? You can say it very lovingly. Have you scooted back from the table? There's a big old plate of curry rice here that's just wonderful. I even made it for you, right, Augusta? Yeah, I made it for you, and it's sitting there for you. Don't, don't, yeah, anyway, I'll stop preaching. The Lord has good things for you. Hella, it's just the beginning. You know, you've shown such faithfulness, and the Lord has seen your faithfulness. And, man, the, the, I just see, uh, like, Christmas lights, but a ton of them. Like your light is beginning to shine in small ways in a bunch of, of ways. I just a ton of Christmas lights, but it's beginning to glow into this massive, big thing. So just be patient, be faithful. The Lord's working this wonderful work, and it's seen. It's seen by a lot of people. Man, it's seen by a lot of people, okay? Just, just keep going. Just keep going and encourage your husband. You got it, man. You got it. Jesus is with you, Justin. Jesus is with you. Justin, justice, bringing justice to the nations. He's got it. Everywhere he goes, he carries that justice. And that's probably a piece of his heart, of just the struggle of, of how to communicate the, the pain that I'm feeling for the, the nation, for the justice of the heart of the Lord, and walking that out. But man, he's got that. And the Lord will just give him the strength to be able to walk. I just see that knight on the horse with the sword you know and hella going yes and the light just shining come on you got it take your ats with the faithfulness of the Lord take your ats power couple you guys are, are and you're in completely different realms Aaron you guys the votes the vote family 
I'm voting for you. I'm sure you've never heard that before. Man, just a power couple that the Lord, there's this anointing and this stability, this rock that just sets on you. the The stable, you know, stable of faith, like an anchor. And the Lord has placed you in different spheres and they're not like, real. I mean, you're here, but it's not, here. your spheres are in other areas. And the Lord is, man, is just so pleased. And just keep going. Just keep growing, keep shining, keep getting heavier in Him, that anchor that people need. And He just brings people to you so that you can just love on them and speak to them the stability of Jesus. You, you guys have been massively faithful and the Lord is very pleased. Keep walking it out. You're doing great. You're doing great. And he hears your prayers, the things that are deep on your heart that you pray about. He hears them and he's working. He's working, okay? Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Father. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Father. To make sure there's nobody else that he wants me to specifically do today. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I think we still need to do announcements, but I, I, just one quick, it's like a, I'm like the guy who repeats himself like 75 times. Yeah, we got it, we got it, we got it, you know. Uh, there's a comedian that does it. He keeps explaining different ways. It says the same thing. I feel like that sometimes. 2023, the year of the act where the Lord sends you fully and greater into your act for the victory. Father, I just pray over this body, those that may be listening online, Cherise, bless you, hon. Those that uh, will hear this later on in the podcast, I pray, Father God, that you will encourage them and that uh, it will be obvious, Lord, that you'll continue to speak, Father. I just want to pray, Lord. You'll speak to them all this week. Give them dreams. uh, Bring things across their path that will encourage them with what you have for them this year in their at, Lord. I thank you, Father, for it, for bringing maturity, which brings joy. Thank you, Lord, for your joy. Thank you, Lord, for your joy. For giving us you, Father. We pray in the powerful, almighty name of Jesus.